inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. It's Greeno here from The Starting Block. On behalf of The Block, we just wanted to let you all know that we're all in this together. Well, except if you have coronavirus, then stay the fuck away. But in every other situation, we're in it together. To all of you on the front lines, those of you turning a footstool, a walk, and a pitchfork into a home gym, those of you who have given your housemates a mental breakdown because you decided lockdown was a great time to learn the keyboard, and the only thing you can play after eight weeks is chopsticks over and over and over again. And those of you who are homeschooling and are now understanding the question you used to harass your maths teacher with of, when the fuck are we ever going to need to know this in the real world, is coming back to bite you on the ass. Just remember, like a 1990s Australian sitcom, we're all in this together. The days may be long, but in times like this, you can rest assured, we will be here to waste an hour of your week, Friday nights Australian time, at dlive.tv slash the starting block. So take care, social distance, whack on a mask, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. It may not cure coronavirus, but it sure will help us with our rankings. And isn't that really the most important thing right now? Show.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. And the Starting Block for another week. Got myself on a time by man who's just doing whatever he can to not be cancelled. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In the millions. Tuning in right around the world. Yeah, we're going to get into the cancellation stuff a little later on, but. It's actually one of those times for us, I think, here on this show, because we know that there's, like, we don't need evidence, right? You know how people, they like to point at things like evidence and rankings and ratings and stuff. We don't need that shit here. We know that there is a subculture of loyal listeners in their millions tuning in right around the world who, they don't download the podcast. What they do is, like, one person downloads it and then downloads it to like a cassette tape or a CD and then passes it around the townsfolk, you know, out of, out of the back of a dodgy van. That's how we know we get out there. Yeah. Black market cassette tapes of block episodes. Exactly. That's the only so, way we'd have it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, Cause we want to be close to the people, Greeno. It's mm. like, remember that band from the nineties, Fugazi, who was like yeah, yeah. one of the most successful live bands of all time, but nobody bought their albums because they would just hand them out at, at shows. Right. So that's kind of the way we approach this. It's because of that reason that we're probably not going to get cancelled. 
because you know yeah, the the exactly. big the big swinging dicks in the industry they don't even know we exist and we like it that <laughs> way. The beauty under the radar. Under the radar, fuck them. The yeah. way we want it, uh, Damo. I thought I'd leave the cancellation stuff to a little bit later. Mm. Uh, once I realised that you probably covered everything we're going to talk about on your show yesterday. <laughs> yeah, can I, can I just a uh, little bit of uh, hang right. on, a little bit of story time. I like stories about pinatas. So I'm doing my show the other day, and Greeno since quarantine, he he's not a usual a regular listener. So when I see his name pop up, I, I take notice because I'm not used to seeing it in the chat room. And uh, I think my intro music was rolling and Greeno pops in the chat room, says something along, something to the effect of, you better not use any of the fucking material that I've sent you this week for our show. <laughs> and, and I had to promptly reply. I said, Greeno, whatever you send me, I al- I've already seen, mate. I've already got it. <laughs> already covered. Already so covered then in, pro- in protest, I switched off after five minutes of your episode. Because <laughs> yeah. my theory is if I didn't hear it, it's still fresh material. Yeah. Ah, good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah. It's all fresh jokes here. Um, we're going to cover that a little bit later, Dame. I want to open with a bit of a Greeno story time, if Absolutely. you will. I like stories about pinatas. So uh, quarantine is still kind of going on in my particular house mm-hmm. uh, where we're still in, still in self-isolation, still in lockdown, still avoiding the general public. That's, still... to protect, that's to protect everyone else, though, because everybody in your family gets sick like every three or four days, generally like. Fun fact, Amo, since I've kept the kids home from school uh, <laughs> or from daycare, yeah. do you know how many times they've been sick? Yeah, zero? Once. <laughs> Once. And you want to know that, that one day they got sick? Yep. They went to the doctor for a flu shot. There you go. What is it? Maybe your children are allergic to the outside world. You're going to have to keep Just them locked up world. like bad boy Bubby into their exactly. 30s. <laughs> it's going to be Beauty and the Beast in this motherfucker. We're going, to, we're going to get a flower. We're going to put it under a thing. And when the flower petals decimate, then we'll let them out. Then we'll let them um, out. Do you have a singing teapot? There's no singing teapots, but with enough booze, I reckon I can get one. Ah, good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah, a few hallucinogens, maybe, whatever. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get it happening. Yeah, nothing wrong um, with giving kids drugs. It's fine. No, nothing wrong with that. No. Now, basically, uh, the as the, the quarantine has gone on, I'm not going to say the the etiquette of, uh, you know, bathing or, you know, presentation <laughs> has diminished. Right. <laughs> but it has. I'll, I'll be frank. Okay. I'm putting it out. Now, my wife has to go to work, so she still looks lovely. She looks mm-hmm. great. Now, the kids, I don't want them looking too unkempt when we do Zoom calls mm. and whatnot with the grandparents and the family. Sure. So I've got to keep them looking looking all right. But now, for me. You've let yourself slip. <laughs> I've let myself go. Now, we're talking. He's, he's coming back. Just the internet dropped out for a second. He looks, he looks quite handsome on camera for me. I don't know. You probably can't see him. Maybe you don't want to see him. All right, you're back now. Back in action. Um, I can hear every word you're saying there. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's from your end. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pushing the blame. <laughs> I'm just saying I heard every word you said. I don't know. Maybe my computer's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, if Tell you what. Let's run a quick poll. Uh, people who are on the starting <laughs> block right now, uh, put your hand in the air if you have banked over, say, 800 hours of live broadcasting, live streaming, and podcasting uh, from your home studio. Can you put your hand in the air, please, if that's you? Okay. I see I see only one hand raised. All right. Well, I guess we just might have to fall on the side of experience for this one, perhaps, maybe. We will. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, once again, uh, with the exception of when I shaved off my hobo beard at the start of quarantine, because yes. I didn't want to give everyone else, I thought it was unfair to give everyone, for me to get a head start on everyone else. Uh-huh. So I said, look, I'm going to shave off the beard after three and a half years. Right. And then I'll regrow it. It'll be fine because I refuse to shave. Why shave? I don't have to leave the house. It is coming um, in. It is coming in pretty nice and thick and full there, I can see on the camera. It's starting to get back to hobo. You look like a hobo, but you look like the hobo who's still wearing like a suit. Like you've only yeah, been a hobo exactly. for like two weeks, you know what I mean? Perfect. Yep. And that gets to my story. Can you hit a Hey Man Nice Box intro for me, please? Absolutely, I can. Eventually. Ah, oh, this is a long version. This is a long version of the intro. Hey man, nice box. Um, so uh, the the wife pointed out to me. So uh, I've got to this point now where okay, l- let's put the shaving and lack of it to one side. Mm. But let's also focus on the fact I'm really lazy. So I've decided, look, I'm going to diminish as much washing as and ironing and whatnot as I can. So. It's the old T-shirts that no one ever sees anymore yep. have been put back into the clothing rotation. Ah, nice. Breaking out some of the old classics, some of the retro favourites, Greeno. Exactly. Now, these ones don't involve an iron. They don't involve the clothes hanger. These bad boys are so old, straight in the dryer. Ah. So they involve minimal washing effort, okay? Are they the kind of shirts that are so, so old that they have that, like, permanent kind of urine colour in the underarms where it's just like yeah. after two decades of sweat, like you just cannot get that stain out anymore? Are we well, you've known me far? a very long time, man. Mm. I, I don't own white shirts. It's black all the way. Black all the way, yeah. So there's no – there's pit stains. I can't fucking see the thing, that's, so it's fine. That's what you want, yeah. That's what we want. We're, we're cutting out the middle, man. People think so I wear black shirts. Of- People think I wear black shirts for like a cultural or political statement. I don't. It's because I'm very, very dirty. I'm a dirty little boy. Yeah. Uh, so basically I, I walked out uh, from the, the home office the other day, morning tea time. The wife looked at me and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's always a good conversation starter. And, she's, and she was just laughing at me. And she's like, well, have a look at what you're wearing. And I'm wearing a pair of very old jeans. I found some old jeans that are probably good for yard work. But mm. once again, involve no ironing, uh, can whack them in the dryer. Yeah. And and they've been worn in. Like, they're, they're they're casual they're pretty, wear. Yeah. They're very comfortable. Very comfortable. That's what I want for a work day. Yep. Now the other thing I didn't realize what I was wearing. I pulled out just what I thought was a black shirt, mm. but it was a Christmas shirt. <laughs> so on the tenth of June, yeah. <laughs> Greeno's walked out in a Christmas t-shirt. Nice. Pair of very old shoddy stained jeans. Yep. Uh, and a, and a very old sweat stained hat. So. I was the epitome. She's like, you look homeless. And I looked, I'm like, I look like I've picked a clothes out of a charity bin yep. and gone, fuck it. It's Christmas in June. Christmas in That's June. That's what the role is. So you're going Christmas, Christmas in, in July, a month early. Exactly. So combine that with the fact I haven't shaved, mm. uh, the fact I'm wearing a obviously out-of-season T-shirt yep. and some very old jeans that I probably purchased back in like 1998. Nice. We're, we're looking very homeless. Very good. Excellent At, story. Excellent so story. So that's Greeno's story, Tom. I like stories about pinatas.
which takes us to the other end of the spectrum for our next story, Damo. Okay. And should I open? Should uh, I open another story though? Is- this isn't Greeno story time. No, okay. no, no, no. This is. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of politics for you, Damo. Oh dear. Oh, do you have – quarantine has changed you, man. It used to be about the bullshit, man. You've changed, man. <laughs> Don't come here for politics. What are you fucking doing to me? <laughs> I've put some politics in the rundown for you. Okay. So basically uh, this week uh, – or well, maybe it was last week. I forget when it was. Fuck it. doesn't matter. It's, it's in the rundown. So our uh, glorious PM, uh, ScoMo, has gone, look, we're going to – we need to reintroduce daycare bills because that's fucking too expensive for us. Yeah. But in the same week he announces, hey, you got to start paying for daycare that you're still not sending your kids to, mm. he's like, well, we need to stimulate the uh, construction business. Need to yes, tickle gonna... tickle the balls of the construction industry, Greeno. Get a bit of stimulation. Exactly. A bit of blood flowing through just, that sucker. Just give it a rub, give it a tickle, whatever you want. Yeah. Now, what he's chosen to do, he's like, well, we just need to go, we need to make sure that we're focusing on the people that need this need ASAP. Right. We need construction. We need it happening. Yep. But we want to take care of the little man. Got to have shovels and turning, Greeno. Got to have the trucks rolling in. You got to have the shit being taken out. We got. We want to see action. We want to see concrete mixes. We want to see gravel being delivered. We want to see scaffolds going up. We want to see people hammering things and chipping away at things and pouring cement and blocking roads off. We need to see people blocking roads off to make it more difficult for the people who are working to get to work. We want to see all this happen. You know what we want to see, Greener? We're talking about politics. We want to see yellow vests and hard hats on camera. That's what we want. Spot on. That's what we need. So ScoMo and his infinite wisdom has gone, look, I've got, I've got the solution. If you've got 150K just lying around. Oh, of course. Yeah. And what? Let and me check behind the couch one- cushions. I'm sure I've got it somewhere. Check, check the ashtray in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you've got 150k just lying around, want to whack it on a Renault. Nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a handout. <laughs> so, it's a very specific kind of handout here. Mm. One, you need 150k yep. minimum. Yeah. Secondly, you need to be want to fork out 150k on a Renault. Yeah. So whether it's a bathroom, uh, you know, uh, probably at 150k, it's probably a helipad. A bowling, to a bowling alley, Greeno. A bowling alley, 100 percent right. <laughs> I was Sky planning Man's on. Football. I don't know about you, but I was pl- planning on opening up a, a kebab caravan in my a kebab, <laughs> kebab kiosk in my fucking garage. How about a bar? How about a fully stocked working bar, Greeno? We we got to cover though. Uh, good news is though, Scotty Cam is mm. going to start earning part of his two hundred and fifty thousand dollar paycheck from the government. Yeah. So <laughs> looking forward to seeing all these rich prick Renos going up all around town. Excellent. Now uh, you're not a big TV fan, Damo. Mm. I'm not a big TV fan. We try and avoid regular TV for the better part of the last, let's call it maybe twenty years. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Like, there's not not much good going on on television. There's some, there's some good stuff on, you know, not on free to air anyway. No. Um, there might be some good stuff on Netflix and you yeah, know, occasionally, the, occasionally. But the bulk of it, the bulk of it's shit. And it's, saying it's mur- like, complete mur- you've been you've had a one man war against uh, cable, which you know I understand. That's fine. I respect that. I get the cable because I just want like I really just have cable now for one channel, and that's like the football channel. So because I get yep. every single game live, I get all the panel shows and stuff, and that's my like escape from everything else. So you know I pay like ridiculous prices basically for one fucking channel on Foxtel. And that's channel. it. So why don't you get KO? Um, I don't know. I've looked into. I don't know. I don't know. I've just I haven't gotten around to it. I guess you know familiarity, right? 
Sorry, uh, does your I just want to check. Does your lovely wife still listen to the show? Uh, sometimes I think she's not. You know, she's not an avid listener. All right, I'm just checking because I was gonna say, is the reason you still have the thing is so she can watch repeats of Will and Grace ad nauseum? Uh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what she gets up to while I'm asleep, Greeno? <laughs> right, 100%. She was a big fan of Will and Grace back in the day. Mm. Um. But I, I was uh, dumbfounded this week to see the return of one particular show that I thought, quite rightly, had been buried and had been buried. <laughs> He's dropped out again. It's all right. We'll get him back in a sec. I wonder what show he's going to bring up because I don't know. We don't pre-plan anything. This is all pre-show. Sorry, go ahead. You got me now? I've got you now, baby. Excellent. Show I thought that we'd we'd buried Mm -hmm. and also pissed all over. Right. Because it it was like, well, we're not going to dig up this grave. We can urinate all over it. That's how bad, that's how deep that bad boy was buried. Excellent. (laughs) The return this week, however, of Big Brother. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, obviously, uh, I assume our American listeners have- New channel and everything for Big Brother. Not only new network, now the third network that this particular show has been on, which means it's gone through the ringer. It's, it started on 10, it's moved over to 9, didn't work on any of those, and then, like, Channel 7's gone. What's on the dump? Let's see what we can put in here and what can we do cheap. Um, they've decided to return Big Brother. And I, it got me thinking, right, now, out of all the inappropriate times or the most pointless times to reintroduce a program like this, hmm. Isn't after everyone's been locked in a house for the better part of three months themselves? <laughs> Good point. Not the smartest time to intro. If you want to see people that have been locked in a house for three months, look in the fucking mirror. You don't need to watch a television program. That's a very good point. Like, And by the time it's got to its third network, to me, it's kind of like, it would be kind of like having sex with Pamela Anderson. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's, been, she's been around the block a few times, right? And, you know, we're not. this isn't 1989 anymore. Uh, you know, it would be like getting married to a two-time divorced porn star at this point. Like, this show has been fucked to death. Like, it has been absolutely destroyed by a countless number of people. And then imagine being the third one in line. Good old Channel 10, huh? They must uh, – Channel 7. It's on Channel 7 now, isn't it, by the way? Uh, Channel 7 now, that's it's right. On it's on Channel 7. Nine ringer. Ah, see, now this makes total sense. Because Channel 7 spent so much money over the last five years getting everything else, like all of the sports and shit, like they've got the cricket now, they pay ridiculous amounts for the AFL. They've got all of these big ticket items, and they've like, okay, how much do we have left in the bank? What have we got? Like twelve bucks? Okay, let's get Big Brother. I think, and we'll get change. We'll have enough change uh, to grab ourselves a donut. So that's fine. We'll get Big Brother on. Get Big Brother on. Yeah, very good. Now, uh, what what pleased me though, like I put that to one side, and what pleased me though is uh, what three episodes in. Mm-hmm. Big Brother was able to cause outrage, Damo. Outrage! <laughs> outrage! Outrage! And and why were people outraged, Damo? Racism. Because it turns out, racist, of course, everyone's racist. Now, it turns <laughs> out that the first three people eliminated from Big Brother happened to be non-white people. Yeah. Now, I don't know how this voting process works. I assume it's an audience vote. It's not. I, it's the people in the house this time around. Oh, that's right, because it's pre-recorded, isn't it? Yeah. So the people in the house are racist. We're not racist, right? That's it's right. Just, just I, think, I think that's how it works, yeah. 
Excellent. So, well, once again, it's it's a, a pack mentality when it comes to the Big Brother house. It was serendipitous, yeah. like, because I was sitting, uh, like, I watched like 15 minutes of it with my wife uh, the other day. Like, I wasn't watching it. I was just sitting on the lounge, like, patting a dog, you know. I wasn't really yeah. interested. <laughs> and um, I saw the, like, the the potential of Vic D's. And I mm. legit said to my wife, oh, gee, I hope they don't kick out the black girl because then all I'm going to hear about tomorrow is how Big Brother is racist. <laughs> And we had a little laugh and then fuck me dead. Like I come on, you know, I do my show the next day and my timeline is just filled with big brothers, races, big brothers, races, big brothers, races. I'm like, of course it is. And so I'm reading now the funny thing for me though, Greeno, in this situation is think of, I want you to think about being the producer on big brother. Okay. You've Mm. just gotten married to the 48 year old porn star on her third marriage. Who's been fucked to death. You've bought the rights for this show for 10 bucks and you thought, you know what? I'm a superstar young executive here at Channel 7. I'm going to turn this into a fucking winner. How am I going to do this? All right, I'll tell you what. We need diversity because that's what we talk about now, isn't it? We Everybody wants diversity. We love our diversity. We need our fucking diversity on the TV screen. Fine, not a problem. So, <clears throat> But wouldn't it be really good if somebody from the diversity cabinet actually won the thing, right? Like that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? If somebody... That's, what, that's, that's the goal, okay, I guess. That's the goal. So think about this. Now, if you take a look at the the rest of the Big Brother crew, you are talking very average, low-budget white trash here. Like, these are very oh, boring, uninteresting people. Very boring. Not particularly Meat attractive. Skanks. Right, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we're talking. Someone might drop a titty. That's what we're going for there. I don't know if they're brought back uncut. Exactly. I sure hope so. That was the best part of Big Brother. Exactly. Very low-rent, white trash and then they've decided yeah. what we'll do, we'll go out and we'll get the absolute best of the best when it comes to the diversity vote. So they've gone mm-hmm. out and got the smartest, the most interesting, the best looking, and they think this way at least one of them will win. Now, imagine the irony of this. So the people who are in the house vote the people out based on what? The fact that they're interesting, good looking, and potentially can win the thing. So they voted well, them out because they're too good. <laughs> <laughs> white Racist. trash white trash wins again <laughs> you, know, you must um, be sitting there as an executive guy i can't win the hell are we doing here not. yeah uh that that was just the the tip of the iceberg when it came to television fuckness and i i unfortunately uh, throughout last week i was thinking i was reflecting back going look this uh it's been weird the last couple of weeks rundown hmm. we've had no Bro, people are people fucked. Are fucked, but the world uh, must have heard my call because there was a compl- a lot of fuckness this week. I tell you that much, <laughs> and it started with television, and not only the Big Brother outrage, but the world went mad. Demo after four or five days, I just I sent you a message. I'm like, dude, I just give up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where we're gonna. What's what's end game for this particular situation? Mm. And the first the first thing I saw was the fact that, uh, I forget what uh, station it was on, maybe it was Netflix, they've pulled Gone with the Wind. Yeah, oh, yeah. To make, to make sure that they put a, a message throughout or in it or before it to point out the historical context of the racism that occurs in Gone with the Wind. Now, I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen Gone with the Wind. Hmm. But from the screen grabs I've saw from the outrage tweets, Yep. I'm assuming there's some slave issues happening in Gone with the Wind. Ah, is, is Gone with the Wind a black and white movie? No, it's not. It's colour. Ah, I uh, see. That's that's your problem. Too much colour, Greener. Too, too much, much colour. Colour exploitation happening there. Yep. See, if at least if it was black and white, it'd be 50-50. They'd have no argument. Mm. 
yeah, fair call. It'd be equity, um, equality. So that 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 was point number one. Okay, mm. so we've we've moved moved that to one side. They, they've decided we're gonna fuck around with Gone with the Wind and put some apologies in there for something that happened eighty years ago. <laughs> then then I saw that Little Britain had been removed. Yeah. And once again, I don't think Little Britain is amusing in any way, shape, or form. I think it's fucking stupid. I think it's a one-note catchphrase that I saw a lot about a decade ago. Yep. And I don't actually find the big fat gay bloke uh, amusing, nor the other dude amusing either. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> the other guy that seems to get a lot of tail. Yeah. For God knows what reason. But it's it, like it was one of those. It's one of those shows where we like it's fucking it's typical bog standard British humour. Let's put a dress on and a bad wig and go, oh, but golly gosh, oh, they got me by the Rogers. Oh. It's, it's like, it's that kind of, like, uh, okay. that's And that's pretty much it, you know. If you go through their, their highlight reel of sketches, it barely gets beyond, oh, but golly gosh, oh. It's just the same, <laughs> it's the same scene, but with different outfits. You know what I mean? Over it's and over and over terrible. again. All very unfunny. Computer says no. That's We move on from <laughs> the one no catchphrase. Now, so that's got removed as well. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, what's next? And lo and behold, people are like, well, if, if we're in Australia, we need to get outraged about something. Yeah, we why can't should everybody else this. have all the fun? We can't do Little Britain. What can we do? Ah, remember that show that was on about a decade ago as well? Summer Heights High? Yeah. With the dude dressed up in black face and yeah. did a Tongan thing and then he dressed up as a chick? Fucking, we want that taken off. So that they decided to rant about that. That got pulled from whatever streaming service it's on. Do you because know that, that's now racist. The thing about that, though, right? Like, if you really think about it, who are the biggest fans of Chris Real, uh, Chris Lilly, right? They're fans of the ABC, generally speaking, because Chris Lilly yeah, made his name on the ABC. Summer Heights High was on the ABC. And 10 years ago, it won fucking awards here, this show, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's a comic genius. The character that they're now saying is racist and awful, they were all fucking slobbering over a decade ago. All of these very same people who are now complaining about it. I guarantee it. Yeah. 100% right. Now, what, what I found so ironic is that like it's, it's racist the way, uh, firstly, he puts on blackface and he portrays um, a, a Tongan character. Jonah. And that's inappropriate. Jonah, exactly. Jonah from Tonga. And I've watched that show. I found it all right. It was it was kind of amusing. There were some good jokes in there, but the one thing I found amusing, like oh, they're, they're, it's a it's a joke at the expense. Greeno's just dropped out for a second. Yeah, for those overseas, you need to understand. Chris Lilly, ten years ago, he was like uh, he was like a comedy god in this country. Everybody wanted a piece of Chris Lilly. He was being invited to all the award shows. Everybody wanted it. He even, he, didn't he even, uh, we've got Greeno back now, didn't he even get asked to present an award at the Australian, like as one of the fucking characters? Didn't I seem did to remember that? There you go. 100% right. Yeah, so sorry to break up your point there. Uh, <clears throat> no, no, all good. But what I found amusing, they're like, oh, he's taking the piss out of uh, Tongan heritage and the Tongan people. Now, the one thing that I took out of the show is uh, you, we we grew up in a um, in an area that has a very high yep. Tongan population, right? Well, a high population of get, everybody, like Indians, Tongans, Asians, Indians, Tongans, uh, Tongans, Arabs, everybody. Yeah, yep. we had, it's a very multicultural, multicultural area that we grew up in. Yep. Now, the one thing that I took out of Summer Heights High was 
hey, this dude nails <laughs> exactly what 17-year-old Tongan boys are like in high school. Yeah, and it's- if you'll remember, like, going back, if you were talking to, like, Pacific Islanders that you knew back then, they fucking loved it. Like, they were like, oh, fuck yeah, bro, this guy fucking nails it, eh? He fucking nails it, eh? Fucking nails that little Jonah, eh? That little Jonah yeah. is such a little shit, man, eh? Like, it, they fucking, fucking loved it. <laughs> dictation, bro, dictation. <laughs> <laughs> dictation. Dictation. So, so that's been scrapped. Right. Now I was like, can I ask you okay, a question just all... on Jonah? But here's yeah. here's the thing for you, right? So can you explain to me, or can anybody explain to me? Okay, so we're taking it down because representing something you're not, i.e., a Tongan boy, is offensive to uh, brown people, apparently, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, why is it not? Why then is it okay for him to dress up as a girl and be a ditzy female? Like, wouldn't that be insulting to women? That's insulting too. That's that's next cab off the rank. No, but it's not because they promote like they promote the fucking cross dressing shows and shit. They want that RuPaul is fucking huge. Like drag queen, they want drag queens everywhere. So why is that like not offensive to women? But uh, being Jonah on Summer Heights High is offensive to all brown people everywhere. Even though the Tongans that we know fucking love the shit out of it. You're putting logic into the conversation. I know. Man. I know. I mean, I'm the idiot here. I shouldn't use logic. <laughs> exactly. Um, We'll wrap up. I just realized we've been going 35 minutes already. We'll wrap up the first segment after this one. But it got me thinking, all right, I'm like, look, I don't think that they've gone far enough. Mm. We talked last week about how, uh, you know, too early for Adolf Hitler jokes, what, 70, 80 years after the fact, right? Yeah. We need to scale it back. We need to focus our humor on Genghis Khan. Yeah. So if we're going back to Genghis Khan for kind of like where we can put the comedy, mm. I think we can push our outrage pretty much that far back. Okay, to Genghis so, Khan. Not, yeah, I reckon anything post Genghis is open season for outrage. Now, right? I, I would be, I would be concerned though if you wanted to dress up mockingly as Genghis Khan, put on a little bit of brown face, and pretend to, you know, rape and pillage the Chinese. Would you be criticised then for making fun of Asian people, Greener? Maybe, maybe, but look, that's it's too it's a, a that's uh not too soon when we're talking any Genghis. Okay, that's Geng- all. Genghis is that's safe. Okay, but so uh, this program, we need to find a way to get into these chart chartable rankings, man. Where we've got to we got to jump on a bandwagon. I think figure if we're going to jump on a bandwagon, we're going to jump on the outrage bandwagon. Okay, I like so, it. So so this show is going to be the the forefront of taking down someone, a tyrant, if you will, Good. in the racism game that I feel has slipped under the radar mm. for way too long. Secret racist, Greeno. Secret racist. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how secret he is, but we need to see this man get his comeuppance. Yeah. Now, he may have been dead for 60 years, but it doesn't matter. He needs to know what he's done that's hurt these people. Mm-hmm. So as of this week, we're going to be the official program to bring down Al Jolson. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch a 
Sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, <coughs> pardon me, there's a couple of ways you can do so. Number one would be follow us on Twitter at the starting block for Greeno at Boogie Bumper for me. Uh, Greeno, we've got some more cancellation stuff. We're going to keep rolling with this because I find this fascinating. Got this story okay. here. Elmer Fudd will not have a gun in the Looney Tunes reboot, Greener. Now, first of all, bro, <laughs> reboots bro. are <laughs> Reboots are fucked. Now, now, here's the thing. So we keep looking back to the past and we keep saying, you know what? Those were dark days, Greener. We don't, mm. no pun intended. We don't, like the, we don't like the way we were. We were so racist. We were so intolerant back then, Greener. You know what I mean? But then- yeah. They're so devoid of fresh ideas because you know why you can't create anything new anymore? Because you're not allowed to do anything anymore. And the only stuff that you're allowed to do is boring and bland and uninteresting and nobody wants to fucking watch it. So they have to go back into the past. (laughs) After we cover this, I've got a fixer for you. Oh, we're going to fix it. So they go back into the past. We're going to reboot Looney Tunes, but they they turn around and say, okay, look, these guns, they're a fucking problem. All right. We've got to do away with the guns. And nothing spreads gun violence more, I think, than a comical hunter character from, you know, 70 years ago who hunts a back-chatting rabbit. Uh, who, and never wins. Never and shoots never anything never other shoots than himself. Him. Only shoots himself in the face. Now, If anything, it's a lesson hmm. about gun safety, right? Of because, course. you know, if you want to fuck around with a rabbit, there's a big chance that it's going to tie it in a bow and you're going to blow yourself up. Yeah. He's hunting wascally wabbits. I'm going to hunt you wabbit. Now, isn't the gun kind of central to Elmer Fudd's character? Like, so if he's not hunting the rabbit with a gun, what is he hunting the rabbit? Like, he is a rabbit hunter. That's his job. What is he hunting it with? Like a fucking cheesecake? Does it explain it in the story? Because I never actually read the story. I read the the headline. I'm like, that's, bro, that's fucked, and just moved on. It's a very good point. Is he laying down, you know, rabbit uh like safety traps that he's going to release well, uh bugs into safe areas if you or... look at, if you look at the story it gets even better listen to this uh peter browngart the series executive producer and showrunner told the outlet we're not doing guns 
but we can do cartoony violence. TNT, the Acme stuff, all of that stuff was kind of grandfathered in. So here's the thing. We're allowed to use high explosives. (laughs) We're allowed to use dangerous bomb-making materials, but not Mm. a gun. Now, somebody explain this to me. Where do they come up with this shit? Who's making this I, shit up? I don't know. The, the, bro. <laughs> Read it's fucked. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about Little Britain. We've talked about Gone with the Wind. We've talked about Summer Heights Eye. We've talked about, oh, today, fucking Faulty Towers has been pulled. Faulty Towers is gone. Mr. Faulty, Ooh. Manuel, oh, Manuel, Man- Manuel, oh, you idiot. I'm sure there was an issue with the fact that he was, uh, you know, didn't act nicely to the foreign person in that particular show. All I'm assuming people. that's what the outrage, all foreign people. <laughs> now, uh, once again, he's the idiot and ignorant character, right? Yep. So is, does it count as racist when the stupid person is saying the ignorant things? Doesn't it highlight the ignorance and stupidity? Okay. Isn't that the point of that comedy? Greeno, I don't want to pull you up on your own rule, but you are bringing logic into this. Yeah, it's... A dumb, dumb down. But I'm like, look, okay. You did a you did a segment on your show the other day uh, talking about Marta Kaufman, who was in tears at the thought of having an all white cast for Friends. That's right. Uh, um, and like, bub, uh, absolutely blubbering like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. On some kind of random Zoom stream. Yeah. Very patronising, very stupid, very phony as well. Of course it is. Um, like saying shit like, if only I knew now what I know then. And it's like, yeah, but Marta, that's fucking life. If only like, if only I knew now what I knew, what I, if only I knew when I was 15 what I know now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, that's everything. Like, that's that not life. a fucking excuse. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't make a show in 1993 according to 2020 insane racial sensibilities in entertainment. <laughs> like, fuck, like how, why are you apologizing for this? What the fuck's wrong with you? You know why they apologize, though, right? Because it's pressure. They know. Yeah, they know. And when was here's the other thing. When was the last time you heard about Marta Kaufman? Uh, in 1993. Exactly. And when did she magically appear back in the lexicon of the public? 2020. When she made a fucking very patronizing, blubbering uh, apology uh, about uh, inferred racism by having an all-white cast. Yeah. Now, if, we need, if we're going to do that, we need to go through every single TV show in history. Yeah. And go, where's the true equality? So, once again, you know nothing about television. I know nothing about race relations. Between us, we can fix it. Done. So, here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're, we're starting from scratch. Really? TV is done. We're turning it off. Okay. We're wiping the board. We're taking it all out. Mm. Everything is in the bin. There's no more TV programs. We're gonna we're gonna redo everything from the start. Okay. Now this may seem like a very dumb Jack Black movie. I've just realised. <laughs> you mean you mean a Jack Black movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we're gonna do it anyway. So we're scrapping all TV. There's no TV shows no longer exist. Every single program we're gonna redo yeah. to create it. With modern sensibilities. Okay. So I the like general it. rule is we're going to see we're going to see an episode of uh, of Friends hmm. that will now require the casting of uh, a white person, a uh, African American person, a Hispanic, uh, an Asian person. Uh, we probably need someone from the the Polynesian area. Yeah. Uh, we probably need someone from Africa to be like a true the African. Sub, the subcontinent's got to get a representative in there. We've got to have an. Yes. Oh golly gosh, we've got to have an Indian in there. Indian, but not in a racist way, not in like in a poo way no. where that's just too. It's got to be a straight lace. That he's got to have a job that isn't. Like what they do, it can't be a call center job like you know a high percentage of uh, of Indians do because that'd driver. be racist. No, we can't do that because that'd oh. be racist. They've got a Seven Eleven employee. That, 
they got to be in a job that is unrealistic to the, to what they actually do in real life. That's right. how this is. Okay. Head of the clan. Well, that yeah, <laughs> excellent. Perfect. Okay. I'm looking forward so, to, but, I'm looking forward to reshooting all of those old world war two documentaries. Cause I want Hitler to be a black guy. You know, with a big fat fro. Yeah. And hey, stop talking, so, stop talking jive to me, Churchill, you motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to mess so your gonna, shit up there in London. You ass. Fuck you, bitch. We're going to redo the shows with this demo, and I think that's going to sort it. Now, once again, we want to make sure, okay, so that's, that's race covered. Now we need to cover sexuality. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. So we need to make sure that we've also got the the straight, the uh, lesbian, we've got the bisexual, we've got the trans. The pansexual. Pansexual. We've got the, the oh, someone who doesn't like. non-conforming. Gender non-conforming. What's the someone who, who doesn't like any sex at all? Asexual. Uh, whatever that asexual, and then we're going to go, we better cover it, we better get Unix covered as well because we don't offend the Unix. Yep. We've got to get the Unix in there. So this reboot of Friends is going to be a fucking cracker, man. Yeah, it's going to be I a cast know. of like 80 people cast all living in one guys. apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, the problem is we need to adhere to all those rules for every single show. <sighs> and I think we can't just we can't just pick out the white shows, Damo, mm. because, once again, that would be racist. True. So what we're going to do, Stanford and Son... Yep. We've got a reboot. Ah. We're gonna have to reboot. Stanford and sons and daughters. And daughters and, and guests. Uh, and, and, g- and, and don't and you whatever. ask my gender. How don't you know, how I you know what I'd like to focus on? Can we turn out because now since we've we've now repurposed this show into a crusade against racism in entertainment, Greeno, because I think this is our way to the top. I wanna, no, 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 this isn't a crusade. We're just fixing it. Okay. Well we're 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 fixing we've retooled this show to fix the entertainment industry from our position here at the starting block. Now, I want to uh, dedicate a bit of attention to the movie Castaway. Now, do you remember Castaway? It was Tom yeah. Hanks. What? It was one white why, guy on why screen. Was the Wilson, why was the Wilson boy white, Damon? Well, here's the, the other thing, though. Why was there only one white guy on screen for like two hours? That desert island, the uh, the abandoned on a desert island by your own would only make sense now if we had one white guy, one Asian, one African-American, a lesbian, a straight girl, a pansexual, an androgynous eunuch. We need to have everybody. But should they all be on the one island? Because then it's not really deserted, is it? Now it's a commune. Exactly. So now we yeah, need. So we need to film it. the rules, man. We need to film it from top down and have like eighty islands, and we yeah. they each get like two minutes on camera. Yeah, but yeah, you got to make sure the time's equal between islands, though, don't mate. That's right. Island. Don't give the white guy too much time. That's nah, a bit racist. Exactly. It's going to be racist. You see. Yeah, it's racist. Now, Damo, what I'm looking forward to is uh, the remake of Family Matters, where Urkel is a, <laughs> a, 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 pan, a pansexual eunuch <laughs> from, of Indian heritage. Stefan Did Sweetly. I do that? We uh, have to change Carl, too, because Carl was a cop. Remember, he was a respected family man. Oh, we can't have cops. Cops have guns, Greener. Cops have yeah. guns. He's going to be repurposed. So, so Carl from now on will be a looter and a rioter in Los Angeles. He'll be throwing bricks through windows and bringing presents home for his kids who are going hungry. No, wait, we can't do that because that's a stereotype. Oh, oh shoot. This is a tricky one. <laughs> this is tricky. Can I give a shout-out to Coherent Nonsense? I forgot about the albinos. Oh, how can we forget? But don't they count as white? And Yeah, but and the midgets. Got to have oh, the midgets. No. Does it does it count if we haven't covered every type of uh, eye color as well? We're going to have to build wheelchair ramps on the desert island, Greener, so yeah. they can so the disabled yeah. people can get around. Got to make sure we cover that. 
Mm. <laughs> These, the pygmies on this island had a lot of forethought. They knew that one day a wheelchair-bound, pansexual, androgynous African-American was going to end up here on these shores. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of that. Bro! People are fucked. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Damo, I don't want to. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Sometimes the, yes, the world do. changes, and so, and sometimes it, it impacts uh, people, and it impacts bands. Sometimes bands sell out. Sometimes bands go a different different way. Uh-huh. And we, we've been big fans of a particular band for the better part of twenty odd years. Mm-hmm. And I, I was shocked and and disappointed. Shocked really. and appalled. Shocked and appalled uh, with the the news this week, and I saw it on Twitter, so it has to be true that. Um, uh, Rage Against the Machine, uh, uh, most, very recently, mm. have been expressing political views. What? What? This is news yeah. to me. Uh, it's it's caused some concern with the Twitter public really? uh, about Tom Morello. He's he's alienated a portion of his fans. Who was like, he? look, I just like your music, man. Uh, keep your fucking political opinions to yourself. That that's ruining what you what you were saying in your music. Mm. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ruining. It's Imagine calling yourself a Rage Against the Machine fan and then saying that their political activism ruined the music. I'm pretty sure that the music was only like a vehicle from their from their opinion. Like they've said this for fucking years that they started in music to be political activists, right? Yeah. Like this is their whole fucking mo. Like it's where their rage comes from, right? So and like I don't even agree with the politics, but you at least have to understand why the fucking band exists. Like if you're gonna call yourself a fan, it's like, yeah, well, I I'm really into Rage Against the Machine, but I don't like this sudden turn towards politics. It's like, who the fuck are you, mate? Where have you been the last two decades? <laughs> Not paying much attention to like the debut single and the message within it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I- I did like Tom Morello's response to a few of these people, though. Like someone was, was uh, ripping into him, and he's like, "Look, I, to be honest, I don't feel you have to have a, a major in political science from Harvard to be able to express your political opinion and offer your thoughts on what's currently going on in, Gee, in the United States." Sounds like a Nazi to me. However, I have a a, a major in political science from Harvard, so here's what I think. Um, <laughs> I did like though that. Um, uh, Rage Against Machine said that they cancelled their most recent tour because the government said that it was unsafe to tour right now because of the coronavirus concerns. And one very industrious Twitter user put that up and said, fuck you, now you're doing what they tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it very oh, good. Mark. Yeah, give that man. You, you did. Nice, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing what they told you. Um, uh, rage goes political. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Uh, Damo, uh, the, for some reason, America, despite the fact there's still coronavirus everywhere over there, they're like, fuck it, we're opening up. Mm. And what better place than, and what, what more sanitary place to open up than Las Vegas? Right, yeah. <laughs> there's never any exchange of germs in Las Vegas, Credo. Nah, a lot of fresh air in there. It's not yeah. like you're, you're trapped in a, a humidifier. And with no sunlight and no fresh air for hours on end. Yeah. But I, I saw this pic the other day, and I don't know whether it's a bro, Vegas is fucked, or a nice Gary or a hero or douchebag. Okay. It, it's, it's a combination of three different segments. I'm going to put it in the hero or douchebag segment because there's been plenty of fuckness already today. Let's have a look at this dude in Vegas. He's returned. He's pumped. He's on the slots. He's like, look, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it safely because I want to make sure that I'm not going to endanger myself hmm. or anyone around me if I'm going to have a punt. But I also want a durry. So <laughs> what's he going to do here? Let's have a look at this man. 
man's got a smoke hanging out the side of a face mask. And uh, once again, nice little close up there. Uh, hero or douchebag? Hero or douchebag. I- I'm going to go hero because, you know, he- he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But he- <laughs> he's trying to do the right thing. Greeno's just dropped out again for a second. I mean, you can't blame the guy. Don't they give cigarettes away for free in Las Vegas? So you get the, you get down there, you get in front of the um the slot machine, you've got all your little credits, you've got your coins ready to go, you load up your slot and they come around and hand you the free cigarettes. It's like, well, I'm not going to fucking waste them. You know, I've got to take advantage of this thing. Make the most. <laughs> Good man. I'm going to go hero. Hero? Um, we'll give him a hero. Yeah, hero. All right, let's skip the next one because I reckon it's a piss take anyway. Okay. Um, which brings us to the the personal journal rankings, Damo. Ah, good. And uh, once again, we got updates here. Uh, let's. I, I want to talk about notable mentions in the the charts. Once again, unfortunately, we haven't cro- cra- uh, cracked the top two fifty. Ah, we're on our way though. I, I can feel it. And now that we're on this anti-racism crusade, and you say it's not a crusade, I'm calling it a crusade, Greener. Crusade now because that way we can offend the Christians too. I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm actually going to try and promote the show here. We've got a lot of new people in the chat today, and I appreciate everyone listening. Thanks for tuning Thank in. Thank you for joining us. Do us a solid. Can you just jump on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, follow, give us a five-star rating. It takes two seconds. You don't have to listen to the show. That's right. That's our general rule. That's our general advice. We recommend you don't listen don't to the show. Don't listen. Do not listen to the show. All we ask is you jump on Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, subscribe, give us a five-star rating because yep. our goal by the end of this year, because I realized, Damo, this mm. is our 10-year anniversary year. It is too. How about that? So so by, uh, I think it's like November we started this show a decade ago. Mm. By November, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure we at least hit the top 250 once. Okay. Now, BE's already created this awesome crusade of uh, the, the TSB plus three. TSB plus oh, three. Sorry, sorry, me, but yeah. Um, I'll get the hashtag right eventually. <laughs> but anyone in the chat who's listening now, do us a solid, <laughs> jump on iTunes, give us a subscribe. I just want, I to, gi- I just want to give you a nice, nice Gary, Gary for uh, pointing out here live on the show that you're going to do everything in your power to get us into the top 250 and then you forget the fucking hashtag of the show to get the hashtag. show into the top 250. <laughs> well done. I'm going to do everything in my power except remember the one except promotion that we've ever had. Remember the one yeah, that someone else created. <laughs> BE puts more effort into our promo than we do ourselves. He certainly does. Okay, so I've, I've done the plugs. I've got that all out there. Now, uh, that brings me to what is in the top 250. And surely, this is our, this is our theory, surely hmm. this, this fucking bullshit shit show that we put together yep. has got to be better than what I've got here. Okay. So uh, at 156, mm. we've got the Arranged Marriage Podcast for the Modern Indian Man. <laughs> now, see, the now that seems ridiculous, that the Arranged mm. Marriage Podcast for the Modern Indian Man. Like, isn't that, a, isn't that a contradiction of terms anyway in the first place? But putting that to one side, um, you think that it's ridiculous that that's in the top 150, but let's be honest here, they've got a potential pool of listeners of, say, like, 700 million? Billion. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh well, because there's like, what? what is it? Like 1.4 billion people in India. And so we'll take half of the population there. There you go. 700 million. And we've got 12. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a very niche audience here. We've doubled, it. we've doubled our listenership tonight, though. So oh, there you I'm go. up to 12. Uh, okay, well, let's go the opposite spectrum. You you say that India is uh, the fact that there's just more numbers and there's probably more arranged marriages because of the Indian population. Correct. Then you explain to me this. 
why at 137 is Nordic Insights? Ah, now that's a good question. Yeah. I'm sure the Nordic population is a lot less than the Indian population. It is a lot less. And surely, surely we've got to be more insightful than Nordic Insights. Who the fuck cares about Nordic? Well, uh, I, I, I don't know. Again, I'm going to have to push back on that. What if they all talk like Kimi Raikkonen? Uh, now you'd be fucking downloading that shit. Hello, welcome to another episode of uh, Nordic Insights. You know, it's a very good podcast today, and uh, we did the absolute best that we could. And uh, I was talking to the mechanics earlier. We, there are some changes we can make to the car, but we think we have a nice package, and uh, in this package will probably be uh, okay for race day. You know, we didn't have the uh, best qualifier that we uh, we probably want, but uh, you know, uh, the engineers are confident and. Uh, we we do everything we can to make sure that we are at least competitive on Sunday. And it's like everybody's downloading that shit, Greg. I can see why that's at 137. Uh, at, at 120, we've got the airing cupboards, extraordinary stories of, of ordinary people. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so the cupboard is telling a story? Now, it's not so much the... the or is like the sponsor, the is, is airing insane. cupboards, is airing cupboards sponsoring the podcast so much so that it's like renaming a stadium, like Toyota Stadium? So this is now the airing cupboards podcast. Yeah. Well, I was more concerned about the fact that the name is too long. Yeah. So already that's, that's, that's like a, a cross. Yeah, because it doesn't even fit in the description when you're on your phone looking through the podcast. Yeah. All you would see is airing cup. Airing Cup, 100% right. <laughs> the Airing Cupboard's Extraordinary Stories of Ordinary People. That's a mouthful. I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't want, I, I'm not clicking on it. That's my theory. Yeah. But that's sitting 120. We still can't beat that. At number 66, Damo. With a bullet. We can't beat. We can't beat my funeral home stories. <laughs> How many? It's about <laughs> funeral homes, for Christ's sake. We can't beat that podcast. Now, B.E., B.E., we need you to review my funeral home stories. <laughs> Because I'm As thinking, you, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of morticians who are in there. It's like, yeah, and then I grabbed his hand when the mother came over to say goodbye, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> All right. So, uh, question for being in the chat though: Has he already done? Scared the, the uh, shit out of those mortars, mate. Yeah, the rural lawyer from last week, the rural Laura uh, lawyer. Yeah. something podcast. Right. I think that one might be in the bank already. Uh, so after that one's done, we'll do my funeral home <laughs> funeral story. Funeral home stories for PE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, so I hid under the casket and when they came over and looked in the casket, I had a whoopee cushion and I was like, <laughs> like, oh, some dead guy stinks in here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking podcast, uh, mate. What a perfect way to introduce BE's segment for this week. Uh, BE takes things uh, to the next level over the last few he weeks. Does. He's introduced the video. We, we've just said, look, forget about the smart, forget about that. Just free reign, grab yourself a camera, lock yourself in a cupboard, and just fucking go nuts. Put whatever you want on there. But then we end up requesting him listen <laughs> live, to a bunch of Live from podcasts. the cupboard with BE. Live from the cupboard. So uh, check out this week's podcast uh, video from BE. We interrupt this program to bring you this special breaking news bulletin. That's right. I'm BE. I'm under the influence of alcohol. And this is this week's BE Report. Now, the top 200 personal journals podcast rankings is still a hot topic. And two weeks ago, Greeno gave a few descriptions of a few different shows on who were in the top 200 and some were quite questionable. Um, why are they there and not us? Who knows? Apparently, that's my job. So Greeno pointed out that there's a specific podcast called Dead Rabbit Radio. Um, he said he wanted to know more about it and for me to do a podcast review. 
Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. For some reason, he thought that I'd like this task as it was paranormal activity, conspiracy theories, true crime as it happened, etc. And then Boogie also questioned whether they could double up on the paranormal podcast review. And I shall make that decision for you. Skipping that. So suggestion number two was eating alone in my car. Now, this spiked my curiosity as it peaked at number 50 on Chartable in Mexico. And only goes for 20 minutes, so it's perfect. If, if it's shit, it's 20 minutes worth of shitness. I can deal with that, hopefully. So, sure. The new episode um, that I reviewed for Eating Alone in My Car was called Flour Tortillas and Nicotine Gum. This is hosted by an American woman, and she refers to herself as so sad today. Interesting. Now, the fact that tortillas is in the title might make it the reason why it's so popular in Mexico. I don't know. Meh. At exactly two minutes and 32 seconds into this podcast, I sent Boogie and Greeno a text message saying, you pricks. This podcast was shit already. <laughs> uh, this is just a recording of her thoughts. Like she's just walking somewhere with her headphones in and just presses record or whatever. And it's fucking random thoughts too. She, she couldn't even string together the, the first sentence without branching off in three different directions. Now, this is a quote from the start of her podcast. I'm I'm just, okay, so I wasn't even going to do it like every other episode. Like, so I wasn't going to do this fucking piece of shit fucking show, but I was depressed today, so I thought I would share it with you. What? Welcome to the first minute. Oh, Amy fucking light goes out. How good is this show? <laughs> yeah, let's get this going. All right. <laughs> This is the first minute of, of the 20, and I'm like, holy shit. Um, now, do you know what really annoys me is that um, when people use the word like for every third word, and, and this Bedstein uses it and gets her money's worth, seriously. There's absolutely no structure to this podcast. It's just 20 minutes of hearing what's in the head of a fucking space cadet. I tried to document the tangents this chick went on during the, uh, the appreciation like convention. And it was driving me fucking nuts. Okay, so the tangents in order. I'm depressed. Her friend sent her a text message saying her dad can't wait for the next episode. Must be dead. I don't know. Tried to record an episode while we're, while walking, so she had to re-record it. Took her dog out for a walk at UCLA campus whilst admitting that she was breaking the law regarding COVID-19 lockdowns. She said that she loved the view of the sky from there, and it was pretty empty. It's because you're supposed to be in lockdown, sweetheart. Go home. Everyone's dying. All right. She tried to record a pod, posted it, listened back. It was bad. She deleted it. Should have done the same with this one. She's chewing nicotine gum. She couldn't figure out if she was too depressed or not depressed enough to do another recording. She declares that she can't stop eating flour tortillas rolled up, up to eight a day, sometimes with cheese. Then talks about the types of cheese whilst asking, now this is a quote, is there anything more American than a fake stink? It's quite beautiful. COVID can't take anything away. What? What? This one's good. America has a plastic problem. And 
It's like the problem has been put on hold during coronavirus, and a neighbour told her that her aunt is wash that his her aunt is washing her mail. What? I can't keep up this shit. Next, she said that she's been on the same dick since Christina Aguilera was releasing music. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> oh, where did that come from? Oh. <laughs> she went on to say that she's had other dick and pussy in between as her marriage was open. But prior to that and after that, she's had the same dick and it's been there the whole time. <laughs> she asked, how do, you, how do you make an old dick new? It's not an old dick, but it's old to her, especially, especially when you're quarantining with that dick. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, she then goes to say that her friend done an art project where she had sex with different men every day for 30 days and wasn't allowed to speak to them after it. Does, does using art as an excuse make things okay or somewhat normal? How was this artwork judged or, or bought or displayed or, or viewed? Was it labelled the casting couch? <laughs> what? She then said that it sounds pretty incredible, but she couldn't do it because she would get attached to a couple of them. Okay, sure. And she's not good at taking care of plants. <laughs> what? This is this is what I'm saying. This is the tangents that this shit went on, right? This is just... I, I couldn't keep up. At this point, it was extremely difficult for her to complete a sentence, and it was extremely difficult for me to keep up with what she was actually trying to say. She then said that sexuality can be, like, infinite, but there's, like, work and shit. Like, I don't want to be a dead plant. It's monogamy, baby. My husband won't listen to this, so it's okay. I don't want... I didn't know I was such a, a like, a talker until, like, the other day, and he just started laughing, laughing, and then I was like, what? You know? No, no, I don't know. She then said that if we ever met her husband, please don't tell him about this podcast. Sure, fucking job done, dick. She closed the last two minutes of the pod describing how shit the pod was, and at that point, everyone, I think, collectively said, yes, you're correct. Now, I look back and think of the subjects in this 20-minute podcast, and the topics were recording issues, talking about a dog, Coronavirus, smut, gardening section, how bad a show was. <laughs> Is this actually a solo female version of our show? Why aren't we big in Mexico? We need to sneak a Mexican dish into the title next week. Greeno, sort it out. Ladies and gentlemen, do yourselves a favor. Do not listen to Eating Alone in My Car. It's rubbish. And there's absolutely zero reference to any form of motor vehicle whatsoever. You'll be grossly disappointed. Now, what you can do is hook up three of your mates and subscribe to the starting block on iTunes. Advertise the revolution on your social networks by using the hashtag me plus three for TSB. You know what? Send me the names of the people that you've hooked up. Um, I might even read your name and their name out in future B reports. Good job. Go get him, Tiger. Um, now it's time for the final thought. Strap on, spelt backwards, is no parts. Is that it?
think long and hard. Until next week, I'm BE. Keep it real, blockheads. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ. What are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You have to ruin my evening. Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, come on, you secretly hat. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter. At the starting block, drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, Damo, what a cracking report that what was. What a cracking there. report, Greedo. That's, uh, it, it's taken next level. Absolutely, 100%. Now, uh, a couple uh, of calls. There was a little bit of pushback in the chat, though. Like, we're, I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, BE, we're using our vast reach and our vast, like, huge platform here. I know that you've had professional gigs in the past and, you know, so called audiences on things like uh, sports radio and uh, yeah, sports professional, to professional yeah. television and stuff. But mm. let's be honest here, Greeno. Those are part of the old racist system. You wouldn't want to be associated with them, would you? 
I mean, brave new world here, BE. Think about of all. Think about all the lack of diversity that was around when BE was doing those professional sport gigs. Greener, it would be a terrible shame if somebody were to point to that checkered history. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're using our vast underground subculture of people handing old cassette tapes out of the back of dodgy vans here on this show to give BE a platform, and we give him. We put this with this brief on his desk and say, "Hey, Brad." It's time to review the Funeral Home Stories podcast. It's number 66. <laughs> People want to know. And he's got the audacity to sit there and go, nope, not doing it. How about that? Here's my question, right? So uh, we've, we've, we've set the task for B for a couple of different shows. Personally, I, I'm loving the new direction of the, the BE report. It's a great I think direction. I'm loving the video. I'm loving the fact that we're getting we're, we're getting an insight into the competition. And, and if we're going to put our best private investigator on the job, that's BE. Hmm. Uh, the other other thing about that is, uh, I've just reached out to BE there. He's pointed out that... Um, you can the show he his reports yep. exclusive to the block exclusive so they're hidden right. on YouTube that's right so they're they're so potent they can't even be released to the general public <laughs> the only way you can see the BE report is by is coming through, here coming here so you know that's got to be fucking worth at least one or two listeners right? exactly <laughs> other thing I like the callback I forgot about our one of our favorite segments from before skipping that skipping that I like the callback to that. Um, but, uh, I've, I'm tempted to put in a new segment because he's done, he's done a couple of these podcast reviews. Hmm. I'm thinking when he ranks, we're all about rankings. rankings on this show. So, uh, feedback BE, tell us in the chat or maybe save it for next week's report. If it's not already in the bank, I assume it's already in the bank, but if not, we need to start ranking these podcasts as to where you'd put them. So uh. is eating alone in your car, a better podcast than, uh, Dogman and Bigfoot explained. Yes, good point. Well, unexplained, I think. Sorry, I think of the name of that podcast. And are, and, all of them better, week, and are all of them better than this show? Well, that's obvious. But um, if and then next week when he does the the rural farming lawyer podcast, hmm. where does that one fit? One, two, three. That's right. And then the week after, what's the one we're getting interview? The funeral, the funeral home story. Funeral home stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where's that one fit? So by the end of the year, we'll have yep. a plethora of podcasts that we can go, look, we, we think all these these 40 are crackers and all been listened to by BE. Mm. And he's put them in this particular order. I dare say that, that that podcast of that particular ranking may be more entertaining than the Milo rankings I put together for this show. Oh, really? You're going out on that fucking limb? I'm going to go on a limb. I think B puts a lot more effort in than I do for this show. So, Have you got the latest, I, just to refresh our memories, what are the Milo rankings as they stand right now, Greeno? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so off the top of my head, we've got number one, Milo the Drink. Milo the Drink, yeah. That's back up Milo to number the, one. That's back to number one. That's okay, right. Yeah. Uh, number two is Milo Kerrigan, who made a, uh, <laughs> a return to the lexicon about uh, six weeks ago on the Sean McAuliffe show or Mattis Hell. Timeless. Uh, number three, we've got uh, off the top of my head, we had Milo from Milo and Otis. Yes, that's right. Number three. Yep. Number four Milo the was rapper. Milo. Milo the rapper was number five. Number four uh. was Milo Vitamalega, who <laughs> is from uh, Us, the Sum of Us, or This Is Us, or some bullshit American drama. Right. He's on that. He's at four. Okay. Number five was Milo the Rapper. Yep. Uh, and number six, unfortunately, dead last, was uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> excellent. Excellent review. 
One day. I'm glad we brought that back. Yeah. Now, Damo, there was the uh, there was a bit of actually uh, American sport happening this week, and oh. not by actual sport. We had the MLB drafts. Ah. So the draft was on. I'm I'm a fucking mad draft nerd. Not yep. to any surprise to anyone. Yep. Um. Every every year I take the day off. I just I, I sit down, watch the draft, and all it is is just people speaking names and showing like a 10 second clip of a college player yep. and talking about his tools. Now players, that sounds very players cool. that you've never heard of and that you'll never for, heard of you'll forget by the time they make their big league debut in like two or three years from now. Like you would have forgotten that you saw them on the fucking draft night. 100% right, but I fucking love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's a good day. I used to watch it's every to- NBA draft, but I haven't yeah. for a few years now. It's good fun. So uh, that was on this week, and the, the, it was good to actually have some baseball because the owners and the players cannot come to an agreement on how they're going to return. So yeah. that's still up there. But what, what I want to give is uh, there's a, a player in the MLB called Trevor Bauer who is just a fucking loose cannon, but in a very entertaining way. He does not give two fucks about anything. Okay. So whatever the um, media guide says to do, Trevor does the opposite. Excellent. So I like him say, already. You give generic answers. He's like, no, no, no. They say, oh, just you know, don't say anything that's going to be controversial. He created his own uh, own channel uh, on the net to do his own videos. He goes, well, MLB ain't, ain't promoting the game, so fuck it, I'll do it myself. Nice. So he creates his own content. He's really like, it's oh, good fun. God, it's it's risky though because you know he'll be the next one that gets cancelled. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> no doubt. Um, <laughs> But I saw this uh, yesterday. So he's been very outspoken about the state of the negotiations between the MLB and the Players Union to try and get this season back up and running. So, And he plays for Cincinnati. And Cincinnati drafted a player uh, yesterday. I think his name's Austin Hendrick. Mm-hmm. So Trevor, like, he's, he's a senior player. He's about to go into free agency. He plays in Cincinnati. He said, look, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to jump on Twitter and I'm going to tweet this guy, welcome him to the organization in public. Yep. It's a nice little thing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Foolproof. Trevor couldn't help. Yeah, Trevor couldn't help himself though, because he, he couldn't just do it. You know, as like, hey, welcome to the club. He's like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a dig in in public because <laughs> that's what Trevor does. And I love him for it. Get ready to hit a nice Gary. Um, welcome to Cincy at Austin underscore Hendrick Seven. We've got a great thing going here, and I know you're used to playing baseball, but right now in this league, all we do is sit at home and negotiate. Get yourself a nice, comfy recliner chair and a Twitch stream. You're gonna need it. Hashtag born to baseball. Nice, <laughs> <Gary>. Excellent. <laughs> He's just hanging shit on the negotiation process. Excellent. Well done. Well done. Uh, I'm a big fan of Trevor Bauer. Anytime, Grainer. <laughs> I, I, think you cut, I thought I cut out. I was no, like, no, oh, no, no, you're, you're good. Like, you're good. Now, now see, now, now we have enough cutouts during the show. You don't need to preempt the cutout, Grainer. I'm preempting cutouts. The cutout is my new favorite segment. So we're going skipping that and cutting it out. Okay. Yeah. Can we have a, a new rule? Because BE just reminded me. I forgot we used to do a gardening segment. Anytime that from now on I freeze, mm-hmm. can you hit the gardening segment music? The gardening segment music. Okay. Where yeah. is the gardening segment music? Uh, I think it's under push the daisies. Push the daisies. Uh, it wouldn't be. I remember the ball. Okay. It's bottom right. Uh, no, no, that's not bottom right. That's bottom right. Um, ah, it's not bottom right then. Uh, it's bottom left. Okay, we can do. That. We can do that. So Why anytime not? I cut out, instead of pointing out that I cut out now, it'll be an in joke for everyone who's in the chat and listening on this night. This is the podcast on this night. Okay, and listen cool. to the podcast. Done. At, if you hit push the little daisies music, yep, it means we've got dead air. 
that we're filling. <laughs> we're filling. Now, Damo, we were talking off air uh, before the show in actual pre-show. And by actual pre-show, it's just me and you chatting for 10 minutes. Yeah. And you asked another week's guy, and I said, look, the week's been shit. Uh, fuck my shoulder up. Can't exercise. Mm -hmm. So I've got a lot of hours I need to fill in the week that I'd normally be filled with some form of, like, bike riding, gym. Get, doing you know, some pump. Doing some pump, keeping fit, keeping yep. slim. Lifting, uh, bro. Did, if you dress like a hobo, mm. you at least got to make sure the body's tight. That's right. <laughs> Doing some cardio, Greeno? Got to, oh, definitely cardio. Definitely. I, I did 30Ks on the bike on last Saturday. What the hell is wrong with you? Couldn't, couldn't move afterwards, but uh, it was worth it. Coherent Nonsense now, in the chat just said he hasn't heard this song in years, Greeno. How about three times in one minute? theme music for our gardening segment. That's right. Now, Damo, uh, so I, I got I had a lot of hours to fill that normally fill with exercise. Mm. What am I going to do? Like I can't I can't lift my arm. No. It's kind of screwed at the moment. Oh, I, I've got this PlayStation I've got in the in the lounge room. Haven't played forever. Yep. Hey, blow the dust off the old console, mate. Blow the dust off the console. Now there's a game I got in there, NBA 2K, which came free with the PlayStation. Okay. Now, I was going to buy a PlayStation anyway, and they had a couple of packs I could buy, and I'm like, well, I'm going to pick the one that's got the NBA game. But out of loyalty to our favorite uh, NBA game of all time, NBA Live, Live. That's right. I couldn't bring myself to play NBA 2K because I thought it was cheating on the game. That's right. I'm, I'm with you because I had the option like like this week they had, um, well, a couple of weeks ago, they had like each one was available for download. And even though people are like, fuck, because everybody hates EA Sports now for some reason. They're like, fuck EA okay. Sports. Because uh, EA Sports apparently like dominates the marketplace and now they don't bother putting in any effort into their games anymore or something. So uh, everyone's like, fuck EA Sports. NBA 2K is where it's at, 2K. And I'm like, everyone's like, 2K is a better game. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just get EA Live. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I'll just, <laughs> just get NBA Live because it's, it's what you know, you know? Yeah, it's a classic. So I thought, oh, look, I'm going to I'm going to breach protocol. I'm gonna, I'm going to play it because you know why not? Why not? I, I was I was reflecting back on the last dance and thinking about the old days, and I'm like, I'm going to play the NBA game and just see how I go. Now, lo and behold, I've had this game sitting in sitting in the dust for the better part of three, four years now. Yep. And put it in, and I'm like scrolling through the teams I can play. I'm like, eh, who do I play? Who do I play? And it's got historical teams. And I'm like, man, it's pretty interesting. And I'm like, oh, look, surely. Surely they don't have the 1994 Magic Team, do they? Click, 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 click. 1994 Magic Team in its entirety. So you've got your Penny Hardaway, you've got your Shaquille O'Neal, you've got your Dennis Scott, you've got your Nick Anderson, you've got your Brian Shaw coming off the bench, for Christ's sake. They've got everyone. It's fantastic. So I'm like, well, we're covered. Who else have they got? Now, if you reflect back to the NBA Live days, mm. one, the, the enigma, the Bigfoot, if you will, was Michael Jordan. Yes. Because he refused to give his licensing to that because he had his own video game. Um, and oh, yeah. It was a three-on-three? Three. It was Michael Jordan three-on-three three versus Larry Bird. And then That's he had right. the Michael Jordan one on Nintendo 64 was like Chicago Windy City or whatever. It was and, they, and they both fucking sucked. They, they were both sucked. very bad. So I was like, oh, they don't have Mike. They've got the 98 Bulls. They've got the 92 uh, Bulls. They've got all the – and with Michael Jordan in there. I'm like, this is unbelievable. They've got your 1995 Houston Rockets. Absolutely. So so I'm going through. They've got all these amazing teams. They've also got the the Celtics team that won the championship in recent years. Mm -hmm. 
it's but I'm going through. I'm like, well, I played a couple of games, got the hang of it, and then I'm like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a season now, surely. Like I've got the hang of it, got to get into a season, and I had to pick a team. So my question to you is, firstly, if you had to pick any team in history to mm. play as a video game for the season, ooh. which team and which season is it? <clears throat> eh, ooh. Oh shit! It it's probably I'll give one you a of, moment to think. It's probably got to be one of the Bulls teams, I think. I think that the second year is the one. Is it the second year in the second three-peat where they won 72 out of 82 games? That's the <clears> first <throat> year in the second three-peat. Okay, that's probably the team. Uh, is that team? Yeah, and that's when they got Rodman in for the first year, right? Correct, yeah. It's, yeah, it's probably that team. Probably that team. I mean, for like nostalgia, like I would obviously go yeah. like the Rockets. Um, probably the first rockets team like out of the double so yeah 94 94 yeah. yeah um but then they got clyde clyde the glide in the second year so you kind of want clyde the glide as well so mm, yeah. yeah it's a tough one mate yeah maybe the second year actually because that's the one where they won from six after qualifying six no one's ever done that yeah. before so yeah like so if you're talking about like best team Probably no, the f- I'm not talking best team. I'm talking which team do you pick to play? Oh, well, then it's my Rockets, of course. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, that that's now here's where the story comes, right? Where I, I get to pick the any team out of, you know, better part of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I pick the 1994 Orlando Magic. Ah, yeah. So, does that, so I, I'm a Celtics fan. Does that mean I'm actually not a Celtics fan when I can pick any team, no, including the Celtics team, which won the championship? Uh, better part of like eight years ago. Yeah, you know, I choose the 1994 Magic team, and the 94 Magic team uh, lost to Houston. Houston in, in a, a sweep because yep. Nick Anderson couldn't hit a free throw. Nick in Anderson the first couldn't game. hit a free throw. Penny Hardaway was a second year player, I think, and Shaq was in like his third year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fucking dynamite team, though. They had Horace Grant as well. Oh, I forget Horace. Yeah, Horace absolutely carving it up on the boards for yeah, me. Yeah, he won. Way. He won three in a row with um, the Bulls, and then went to the Magic and got to the championship again. Yep. Yeah, that was a fucking really good team. Uh, that's, that's the team I picked. So I'm like, three, I was three D playing for him as well. Then sure was Dennis Scott. Like I said, Nick Anderson, yep. Brian Shaw. Uh, oh, what's his name? Donald Royal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very popular basketball card for some random. They reason. were just unlucky because they came up. They came up against the Rockets, who like, um, like that was that was the year they had to win at the Rockets because um, Hakeem had been in the league for like fucking eight, ten years at that point, yeah, and he was like that was his best season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Shaq um, said like years after retiring, actually, he puts a larger one ahead of Jordan. Like it's probably. Different for him because he was a center, right? So he was playing, but he said like Olajuwon was like one center that he couldn't fucking get better of. And yeah. Shaq would use his body and like throw elbows in his face and shit. And Olajuwon would just laugh and go, nice elbow, man. <laughs> you know, and just go up the <laughs> other end and fucking dunk on him and like block him and shit. He'd go, he'd just laugh at him. He'd go, okay, nice play, man. You know, he, he was just so <laughs> laid back and so chill. But he played like a fucking point guard as a center. So, Oh, so much silky skills. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I was watching a, I was watching a doco uh, on Penny last week, and they were saying going into that final series, hmm. they were actually like just too confident. 
because the, they deny. I think I forget which team they beat uh, beaten to get into the the final. They had like a week off. Yeah. So they were like, oh, like this is going to be a like they carved it up. They'd won like sixty odd games that year. Mm. Were a really dominant team, up and coming team. Everyone got, like I think they went in as favourites for that particular year in the final. Yep. So they just went in assuming they were going to win. And then they, like, yeah, the the Rockets came back from like eight points down in the final couple of minutes of game one. Yeah. And they said, destroyed, that them. destroyed us. We, we had no, like, our mental thing, we came in so cocky and we weren't even, like, we should have been training harder. And then we lost that. And then we just could not get back in the game. Houston knew that they'd gotten the better of us already mentally. Broke their, uh, yeah, uh, broke their spirit. Um, you said spirit. myself, Stefan's in the chat. He's a Portland boy. So um, he says Clyde was always, Clyde was a fucking trailblazer forever. Well, yeah, okay. So he went to the Rockets. The Rockets won it in 94, and Clyde went there in 95. Now, you can say he was a trailblazer forever, but uh, him and Olajuwon were actually teammates in college in Houston. So he was actually a fucking Houston boy all along who was just yeah. playing in Portland, and he went back to Houston, like his college uh, town, and won a fucking championship there. So... I'm, I'm afraid I can't agree with the, oh, he's a trailblazer forever. No, he's not a loser. <laughs> you see, <laughs> he got drafted by the trailblazers. He gave them like 12 years of his best fucking years, couldn't win oh, shit, and then yeah. came down to Houston, like came back home and won a championship the first year. So, you know, fuck, fuck Portland. Can I, um, can you hit a dick move for me? Absolutely, I can. Well, as soon as I get there. Fuck. You yeah. dick. This one goes to um, Jalen Rose, who yeah. uh, a player who currently hosts. Uh, he was a great a little player show. when he was around too, like a really uh, high energy uh, guard, if I remember. He used to dunk yeah. and shit. Yeah, very handy. Um, part of the the Michigan team um, that had Chris Webber himself and Michigan. You mean Minnesota? Uh, Milwaukee? Um, no, no, no. This is in college. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so they they were the, the they were the big team. They were like more famous than most NBA teams when they were coming through. Yeah, his NBA like, didn't he play, did he play mostly for the Nuggets? Is that right, Joe? Uh, a bit of Nuggets, bit of bit of Indiana Pacers. Pacers, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, bit of Washington Wizards as well. He was he's a bit all over the shop. Yep. Now uh, the thing with him though, he has his show, and they were doing uh, uh, a podcast after the Last Dance documentary on ESPN, where they were interviewing you know the director and kind of recapping and telling stories of the NBA around that time. Yep. Which you know I I, I like to pod like podcast binge so what i'll do is i'll yeah. download a bunch of podcasts listen to all the episodes and then i'll go back and move to the next one yep so i was listening to this recently and every episode they're talking about um all-time greats and it's just a way to plug some kind of like bullshit state farm ad but ultimately <laughs> they're talking about their the the players that have never won a championship right. um and he's going through he's like look MJ, he he was he's the he's the goat because uh you know he stopped all the greats in his time from winning a championship. You know, greats like Patrick Ewing and Reggie Miller and Clyde Drexler and someone else. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I'm like, did I hear that right? Well, surely not. I listened to the next episode. He did the exact same segment, mentioned Clyde Drexler as in a player that Michael Jordan stopped from winning uh, an NBA championship. It went on for four episodes, and no one called him out on the fact that hey, dickhead. Clyde Drexler won a championship. <laughs> he did. Yeah. This, this guy's meant to be an NBA expert. Yeah. Yet he's fucking, he didn't realize Clyde Drexler won a championship. You now the other dick. dick move, the other dick move I'll give to him in that is they were talking about the greatest coaches of all time. Once again, to plug some state farm ad and 
He's Phil going Jackson. To, Phil uh, Jackson has to be the obvious. So. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was the the stock standard answers. You know, you Phil Jackson. He fucking changed. Phil Jackson is like like. Uh, sorry to uh, oh, cut go. you off. Absolutely. Phil go. Jackson is talked about by coaches in other fucking sports. Like he basically because he invented like the individual one on one man management style that all coaches professionally basically use today. So he mm. he was able to get like the best out of like remember you, people forget when Rodman came to the Bulls he was a fucking train wreck, and was during his time with during his the time Bulls. but he managed him right and he was yeah. able to manage um like the rest of the team with Jordan he turned like he turned Chicago Chicago before Phil Jackson turned up there was like it was all just Jordan like just get the ball to Jordan get the ball to Jordan. When he turned up there, he's like, no, no, you're going to be part of this fucking team. Like, we're going to make this a team, right? It's not just all about you. And, like, turn them into a championship team. So, like, other coaches, like, read Phil Jackson's thoughts on coaching philosophy and shit. Like, NRL coaches in Australia talk about Phil fucking Jackson. You know what I mean? That's what a legend he is. So, clearly, clearly he's the best NBA coach of all time. Up there, hundred percent. But he's talking about the group of the best NBA coaches. So okay. he's mentioned him. He's mentioned Red Arback. He's talked about you know Greg Popovich. Yeah. And then he added a name to the list, and I'm like, huh? What? Surely not. Did he just say that? He added Larry Bird to the list. What? <laughs> and I'm like, well, he didn't he coach? Didn't he coach uh, the Western Conference one year or the Eastern Conference one year? <laughs> so I'm like, why would he have done this? And it Paces. turns out Larry Bird, Larry Bird was the coach of the Indiana Pacers when they got beaten by the Bulls in the the semifinal uh, during the final. during the Reggie Miller era. Now, why would Jalen add him to the list of greatest coaches ever? Uh, could he have been his coach? That, yeah, it turns out Larry Bird was the one that gave him a big fat multi million dollar contract. Uh. <laughs> This guy's a fucking NBA expert. Fuck me. Uh, Greeno, I don't want to alarm you. We'll wrap the show up, but I just want to tell you one thing, and we'll talk about this off air. Did you know that you can now download NBA Live 95 for free and play it? Oh, no. Yeah. So we're going to have to organize something at some point so we can get together and, like, fucking old school play NBA Live. Who knows? Maybe you can do multiplayer now or something, like over the net or something. I'm not sure. We have to, yeah. Uh, tell me where I can we'll, get we'll this. We'll turn and- that into a show. We'll do a show. We'll stream yeah. it. We'll just do a stream. Yeah. <laughs> NBA like Live. It. East West that's Conference. Like, hey. like the, yeah, the old the, way we used to select the, the teams. Yep. Yeah. East West Conference. And then we end up just picking our, basically, our favorite team anyway. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> I think we both got like one selection that was a given. Like, so I would always have a team and you would always you have Hardaway. Yeah. yeah. So that was the rule, and then everyone else open season. That's right. I like it. Yeah. Send me the link, no doubt. All right, cool. Um, I didn't realize how long this show had gone for. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. Better wrap it up. <laughs> we're, gonna wrap, we're gonna wrap it up, Damo, with uh bro, NRL restrictions are fucked. <laughs> so the the rugby league has returned, and uh, but the thing is that they still gotta adhere to restrictions, right? They've got to make sure they've been told. Remember last week, Terry Lamb showed up to training, shook a hand at fucking twenty five grand Bavaba. 25 grand for Barba. This week's controversy was the fact that West Tigers 5'8", Benji Marshall, was sent home to self-isolate after he gave a TV reporter a kiss on the cheek. Oh. <laughs> so what happened is he went up, he gave her a peck on the ridiculous. cheek, said hello, and then he got sent home. He had to self-isolate. The reporter had to go get a corona test to be safe. Fuck it. Let's hell. just check it. We don't know what Benji's got, but, uh, you know, whack on a topical cream or whatever and better get checked for corona. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world we're living in, Damo, where these men, we talked about last week, 
can bump and grind and sweat and spit all over each other and basically be dry humping each other out there on the footy field for 80 minutes. But a kiss on a cheek to a TV, if it's that much of a problem, why are the reporters allowed to the ground? Well, exactly. Like, if they can, surely they can do the interviews over something online. Like, they don't need to fucking be at the footy ground. Secondly, Benji got dropped this week to the to the bench, so I think this was just his way to get out of training. Hmm. Uh, and <laughs> like, it's, it's just a farce. It's a farce, Damo. It's a farce. It, the, the whole, the whole um, laws around, like, the restrictions and stuff is a complete fucking farce. Um, you know, we're going to let 10,000 people. So like, like, so I, for, for example, right. The Black Lives Matter protesters who are out in the street right now. Now, I don't think they should be fucking fined or anything like that. Um, you know, granted, but like, obviously if you're going to start doing what they're doing in LA and shit and throwing fucking bricks through windows, then you change the equation as far as I'm concerned. Right. It changes from protest into wanton destruction. So like, as long as it doesn't go to that, I don't think they should be fine. But they have, like, and I don't agree with their uh, political um, agenda either, mind you, but they have a legitimate fucking gripe here because they're like, hang on, why are you banning us from protesting? But then, like, so I'm watching the news earlier, right? This is legitimately the two news stories back to back. The first one is the Black Lives Matter protesters aren't allowed to protest because it's unsafe, and there's the Prime Minister saying, oh, it's unsafe because people can catch coronavirus. The very next story, Greeno, 10,000 fans are going to be allowed to go to the football this weekend. And the Prime Minister's there going, well, it's about time we open up the fucking football stadium. And it's like, if you're one of these protesters, you have a legitimate fucking complaint there. It's like, hang on, what the fuck is this shit? You know what I mean? Insane. Uh, surely there's got to be a better way we can end the show than the protest, though, right? <laughs> How about this? Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Follow Greeno. Plugs out of the way. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word drop to K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Please, if you can, remember, head to iTunes. Uh, you know, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Help us get up the ranking so we can get ahead of the fucking funeral home stories or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Surely we've, we've got to get ahead of the funeral homes at some point this year. It's our 10-year anniversary, for Christ's sake. Like, help us out. Let's go out with style. Uh, follow BE, the Earth Reporter, Brad underscore Everly. Uh, don't forget Granny Sears, ladies and gentlemen, and all of our friends. Uh, that's it, Greeno. Until next week. See you guys. Catch up. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up. 
or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. <laughs> Yankee evening, some irrelevant fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you farming for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.